Welcome back to the Parentally Challenged Podcast, where we talk about the joys and struggles of raising children on the autism spectrum. These are our experiences and opinions, and they are not meant in any way to offend or judge anyone. We are by no means autism experts or child raising experts for that matter. And always remember, every child is different, including children with disabilities, and things that work for us might not work for everyone. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Sarah. And we're Parentally Challenged. Welcome back to episode six of the Parentally Challenged podcast. Um, as <laughs> I do this every time now. Um, obviously, I'm Josh. And I Well, I guess I'm not Josh. That'd be weird naming. I'm Sarah. Right. <laughs> and uh, this is the show where we talk about the joys and struggles of raising children on the autism spectrum. You know, maybe I should just do the openings from now on because you just, you just mess it up every time. Yeah, I'm still getting used to it. I just, I'm not really sure what to say. Like, maybe I need to just change the disclaimer. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not even necessary. I just, I thought it would be good to put it out there because, you know, I, I feel like sometimes when people talk about parenting, it's easy to feel judged. Oh, no, I'm not saying. the way you're. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the way that you, op- like, all together, like, hi, we're back. You just make me giggle because you get so, like, mic nervous. And it's like, nobody's watching you but me. Is it me that makes you nervous? Yeah. That I'm just, like, staring at you, like, boring, like, holes in the side of your head, like, say you're, it you're right. staring into my soul. Like, you have a soul. <laughs> so, uh, what are we, we going to talk about this week other than me shaming well, you? Yeah, so, why don't we go over our ups and downs first? We Every week we like to talk about you know, something good that happened this week and something that we maybe we wish we handled a little bit better or so I think we need to switch it. What's that? Where we start with our down first and our up last so that we're always going out on a high note instead of a downer. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're already confused anyways, right? So so is that my up or my down? I don't know, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was all bad all around. <laughs> Um, so, so you usually start though. So why don't all right. you then start? So off? like I said, I think we should start with our downs first, and then go with our ups to be all happy. So um, my down for this week was um, I I started getting headaches again, like I had last week, and instead of resting, probably like I should have, I continued to be stubborn and try to move through it and got a little bit more snippy with the kids than I think I should have because I knew I was hurting and I knew I probably just should have sat down. So I got a lot more snippy than I would have liked. And uh, one of the instances was covering Odin's mouth for a minute. Not like I wasn't like trying to smother him. Not a minute. That's an exaggeration. Yeah. No, it was just kind of like, shh, you know. And, uh, Cause he was squealing that just that right note that he gets where it's just it's just I'm just like shh and, 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 so, and I yeah no and I sometimes it's like I don't know any other way to try and explain to you or show you like it's this noise that's coming out of your mouth so you'll put your hand over their mouth like the the one not f- like like well I wasn't trying to smother him well yeah like the initially when you said that my first thought was you know like. 
you know, you're kidnapping a kid and you put your hand over their mouth oh, no. so they can't scream. I mean, my fingers were across. The, I mean, it, well, I was going to say what the funny part was. He was like, oh, you want me to lick, lick your fingers? And, then, and, then, and I was like, no, I don't want you to lick my fingers. Uh, even though that kind of made me giggle a little bit. Because he's like, mom, your, ting- your fingers do not taste good. They don't taste like my Cheeto dusted <laughs> fingers. But yeah, I, uh, man, uh, definitely have to start working on something for those headaches since I seem to be getting them more frequently. Because that's not, uh, I would rather not be snippy with the kids that mm. often. So um, that was definitely my down for the week is I need to learn to handle that better. Maybe mm. have Cheeto dust on my fingers so he'll be quiet when I put my fingers there. <laughs> and we've tried like the, the shh. You know, or a quiet your, mouth, and and it's kind of funny because he'll he'll shush you back, yeah. And he'll go back to what he was doing, yeah. <laughs> but um, for my down, it's kind of a weird, a weird one. It's not as much a down as, um, like I had mentioned before. You know, sometimes it's just a situation we handle better or handled better. I mean, my situation was. Uh, I was having, you know, a conversation with somebody and they were asking questions like about my family and about things going on with us. And obviously I have scars on my neck that are kind of obvious. They don't, you know, they're not really hiding them. They're kind of big. Um, And so they were asking questions about that. And, you know, obviously kids came up and um, I don't. Typically, I'm not a person that just says, you know, just, oh, yeah, my kids are autistic, like, as a opener. Like, that's not my, you know, my go-to opening. Oh. It's usually, it comes up when a question, like, oh, what are your kids into? And then when it sounds weird or, um, My you know, child loves to drop blocks in Right, blocks. stuff like that. And then it comes <laughs> up like, you know, they're autistic or stuff, you know, something along those lines. You know, not that I'm ashamed of it or anything. It just... It's not something that you think of right away. Cause it's, it's just, just kind of our reality. Well, no, and it's just that it's not... I don't know. Like, sometimes when people are just making small talk, they don't expect you to go dropping, you know, real stuff on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> real talk! You know? And, uh... Anyway, so... In this conversation, it had come up, you know, about my surgeries. That's usually, you know... And, things that come up pretty frequently and my condition about how I grow tumors and all that. <clears throat> and then uh, the kids had come up and how, and then it had come up that they're autistic. And then I kind of got that look like, or, you know, the, something along the lines of, you know, how do you deal with that? And I've heard that several times or I couldn't do that if that was me or, um, you know, that's that's a lot, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, which I, I guess we'll get to on or something we thought about different. Well, no, and I've, I've heard about, I've heard that before, though. Yeah. Know? And, but anyway, I guess my situation I wish I handled better was more like, I, I guess I wish, sometimes I feel like when I'm explaining our home situation or my family or my condition, I almost feel like I'm being a downer. Like I'm coming across as like a downer or I'm negative when it's not that I mean to or anything. It's just that. This is the situation. 
And it's not even that I'm down about the situation. It's that I'm just trying to explain it in a the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that I'm trying to get pity or, you know, trying to be negative about it. Because I'm not at all. It's just that I, I'm just trying to explain it the way I know how. And I think I think at least with your your surgery stuff is I explain things so much to people that maybe when I'm not there to respond so quickly <laughs> that you're just like, oh crap, how do I how do I explain this? Sarah's not here. That's for sure. So <laughs> okay, so after my first surgery, um, I had uh, while well, my one vocal cord was starting to wor- uh, you know reach over to the other side because. Which, I, you know, I feel like we need to do, like, a separate mini-podcast just to explain, like, a mini-soda to explain your medical problems so that if anybody ever has any questions, it's like, oh, just refer to this podcast. Maybe. Or this episode, you know. But, uh, no, the, uh, when I, so after my first surgery, I had a very hoarse voice for I think what was like eight months to a year, almost a year. Yeah, and right. it, the, the reason for that was because one, and he still kind of sounds like he's hoarse all the time, but he's not. Is one of his vocal cords is paralyzed, so the other one had to make up for the fact that uh, his other vocal cord wasn't moving anymore. So he sounded like he had had a really bad cold and was screaming the whole night before. So it sounded like you know you couldn't hear crap. Right, and so. After that surgery for several months, I couldn't really talk. and if, You couldn't even hear him on the phone. Right, and if I tried to talk, like, for an extended period of time, I would get completely lightheaded and exhausted. just wipe me out, just exhaust me. And so it just got, I got in the habit of, you know, when people would ask questions like that, I would say, oh, well, she can explain it because she can talk. Yeah. And then... uh we got in the habit of her just explaining things and well and part of that too i think was the fact that you were the one that was having everything going on with you so you just kind of started blanking out after a while like oh no like okay and then like i would be so intense listening to the doctors because i was like all right what's going on what's going on what's going on like i need to you know and then all the insurance crap and so josh at that period just got to blank out which i think was was appropriate for the fact that he was the one having to go through all of it well, so. and and for me, at some point, it just became a, okay, well, yeah, where am I going? Yeah. Where am I getting pricked? You know? <laughs> I know after after your first surgery, you weren't shy about nothing. You want yeah. me to do what with my drawers? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so my, my down for the week was just, uh, I guess, uh, or my thing I wish I could handle better was, I wish I could figure out a way to explain things when people ask questions without it coming across as down or negative about it because like I said I'm not I'm not negative about our family or the situation we're in if anything I'd say things are on the upswing for sure like things have been going good lately like really good for sure and so I'm not down about it at all yeah maybe it's just practice maybe in in saying it because I'm not good at talking to people no, I think I know where our kids get our autism from. <laughs> anyway, so what was, what was your up for the week? Your good thing. My good thing for the week was, as I said in my down, I had a migraine. Well, it's really hard for me to go lay down 
period. Anytime I'm sick or even if I ever need a nap, it's usually I have to be on the couch. Well, the kids were screaming and it wasn't really helping my migraine. And then Odin came and kneed me in the face. Not that it was on purpose. He was trying to cover me with his blanket because he thought, oh, mom's laying down. I'm going to cover her. Well, he happened to jump a little too high and knee me right in the face. And it, it, I saw stars for a little bit. And then Josh was like, well, just try to go to the room. Just try to go to the room. And Odin was quiet. He was so good about it for like five hours. And then at the five hour mark, he was like, oh, no, I'm done. Well, what had happened, yeah, is um, I think he kind of knew you were in there because he'd walk over and kind of jiggle the knob every now and again. And then I needed to come into the room for a few things. The dog was naughty. For one, that was the right, first one. Right, so she needed a timeout, and she she couldn't go in the backyard because there was poop back there, and I didn't want to go clean it up, and she eats poop. That's a whole other story. Anyway, um, so I ended up putting her in her kennel as a timeout because she was getting overstimulated, and... I'm pretty sure my dog is autistic, too. Starting Just to be naughty. Well, put that one out there. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's I think that, I think that training a dog... And raising an autistic child are very similar. As bad as that might sound to some people, I think they're very similar. Um, puppies especially can get overstimulated, and sometimes they just need to be separated from a situation. Well, I was just going to say because she's the only one in her actual litter, and she has a bunch of sensory issues. Well, and then, you know, <laughs> teaching them things as well. It's a lot of repetition and consistency, which is a lot of the way you teach autistic children. Yeah, that's true. And so I, I've actually said that multiple times, and people give me a look like. And it's but, like you—you uh, you really don't know, unless. But anyways, back onto the whole him letting me sleep. But anyway, so I, I had to go in there, and the first time he walked in the room and saw you on the bed, I was like, "Oh, that's so that's over." You know, as soon as I try to shut that door, he's gonna have a cow. And he followed me back out. He shut. I he let me shut the door and. He was good again for probably a, another hour or so. Mm. And then I had to come into the room for something else. I don't remember even at this point. Um, and it probably, I probably could have left it. But um, I'd come into the room and this time he was like, nope. Nope, nope. Yeah. Mom's getting up this time. You know, he went and climbed into bed with her. And then when I tried to bring him out of the room, then he started having a cow like, like he... lost it. Yeah, like he normally but would, so... It's a good thing that he even let you walk out of the room the first time. So yeah, that means for that sure. it's it's moving towards maybe less anxiety about mom being in a room that he can't directly right. get into. Because he know? for sure was aware that you were there. He saw you. Yeah, he, I, I remember seeing him peek through the door. Yeah. Slat, like, Mom, I see you. Yeah. And so that was definitely a good one. Yeah, that was my that was my up for the week, but that's mostly because I could be in a room without a child. For a little while. <laughs> so, what was your up, my friend? So, I actually had two small ones to kind of make up for my less, um, my not very good down. So, my first one uh, was I was going to the work, going to the work, going to the. That was great English. I was getting ready to leave for work. Um, it was either this week or last week. I don't remember now, but. Probably last because um, this week just started. I was getting ready to leave, and I, usually I say bye to the kids. I have them come give me a kiss and a hug, you know, kind of thing, and and then I leave. Or most of the time, I actually have to go to them to get it. 
Yeah, um, not baby so much, but yeah, Odie Zan- for sure. Xander will usually come to me. Odin will sometimes come to me, but most of the time the I have to The dog will him. always come to you. The dog always is like, can I go? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, I was getting ready to leave, and both of them, I got a good, bye-bye, Dad, you know. And and then they both came and gave me kisses, and it was it was it was a good way to leave in the morning. That's a good way to be happy and get a smile to start your morning. For sure. And For then sure. my yeah. other one is so the Xander. Well, either of the kids really. Neither of the kids watch TV shows that I enjoy. Oh, I see where this is going. All. Yeah. Um, I I can't stand SpongeBob. I never could. Even when before we had kids and you just watched it, I never could stand SpongeBob. Um, some of the other shows that Xander's branched off out into are a little less annoying because I haven't heard them a thousand times. <laughs> but like a Puffin Rock, like Puffin Rock and stuff. They're a little less annoying because I haven't heard them yet. See, like I, I just, I guess I'm so acute to kids shows that I just like most of them. So. But, well, it's not that I mind them being on. It's just I'll go do something else while they're on. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, instead of me who's sitting there watching it. Right. I'm like, this is amazing. But Look at Xander, the artwork. <laughs> Xander recently started being interested in Pokemon. Now. Oh, see, this isn't where I thought it was going. When I was a kid. I used to watch Pokemon. I used to play Pokemon cards and the games, and I still play the Game Boy games. And but he's been interested in watching Pokemon on like Netflix and stuff lately. And I can totally get down with some Pokemon. In fact, it's gotten to the point where now I've started rewatching like the original run. Oh, he loves the, it. The Indigo though. League, yeah. And he'll sit and watch with me. In fact, while mom was laying sick. He came up and he climbed up on the couch and he, he pointed at the TV. He's like, Pokemon. And then he climbed up next to me and he wrapped his arms around my arm. And he just snuggled right up with me on the couch. And we watched a couple episodes of Pokemon. And that was a lot of fun. See, now now I have a little, a little thing in there too where he's been watching something that I is like my comfort show of most comfort shows. And he uh, he's starting to get into uh, King of the Hill. Uh-huh. But he doesn't call it King of the Hill. He calls it Bobby Hill. He calls it Bobby Hill. And I was like, so you want to watch what, buddy? And he goes, Bobby Hill. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he's like, Bobby Hill, please. <laughs> and so we've been watching a lot of King of the Hill today because uh, he starts preschool tomorrow. Mm. And I'm like, let's just have a relaxing day. You didn't have any ABA. And we went and visited Grandma and Grandpa. And he was like, Bobby Hill, please. <laughs> and see, and I can get down with some Bobby Hill too. Oh, I love that. We were, yeah. I, I, I started rewatching it. We started with season one. We're on season two now because I was just like, I love all of the King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Bobby, so. King of the Hill is one of those shows for me too that just doesn't get old. I can watch it any time, no matter what mood I'm in. I know it's it's amazing, but yeah, I am. Um, I'm definitely liking that he's more into the shows that I would much prefer to sit and watch. Mm. So, um. Let's see. Uh, so moving on a little bit. Have the kids tried any new food or anything this week? Have you tried any new techniques to get them to eat food or? Not this week. No. I will give you. I will give you an honest answer. With me struggling with my headaches, I have. I have been a really, really bad mom, <laughs> and they have gotten. 
The only thing that I've really gotten them to eat a little bit different, and it's mostly Odin, is I got Odin to eat a peach. And uh, he's been a little bit, like, on the hairy fruit part. Mm -hmm. But Xander loves loves that. But I haven't... You know, uh, my dad was showing me some kale chips today that I think Odin would try because they were actually really good. And they tasted pretty Cheeto-y. Yeah. But it's just the fact that I would have to get him moved past the fact that it's green. Mm. <laughs> Where he's like, what the hell is this crap, Mom? Well, he... Well, those veggie straws they used to eat, those were all kinds of different colors. Yeah, but they were crispy. Mm. These are crispy, but they're diff- They're not crunchy crispy. They're like baked or dried yes, crispy. Yes, they're dried crispy. And they have, uh, they had like oil kind of stuff on them, but it wasn't really, it, it's really hard to describe, mm. but it wasn't really oil. It was like, it looked like it probably was oil and hardened. Yeah, I, like I would love for Odin to try them. But at the same time, I kind of don't want to buy a bag that he's just going to be like, what the... I mean, I could eat them. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could buy them, and then we'll try them next week. But, uh... I, I actually know... had one, though. Really? For a food. Really? What was your food? So why you were sick... In fact, I don't even know if it was why you were sick, but... Um, it was over the weekend. Yeah, so probably while um, I was sick. But Xander came to me to get him some food. Oh, And okay. he asked me for turkey. Ooh! And... Xander, at least, I don't know how well Odin does turkey. I haven't really given it to him. But Xander, periodically, you'll kind of like hot dogs. You just put the meat yeah, on the plate. Yeah, he's not a big bread you, person. And you chop thing. it up. But yeah, he doesn't really like bread. But I was wanting to do a little bit more fancier than that. So <laughs> I remember this now, actually. <laughs> what I did is I took three pieces of turkey meat, and I put some cheese between the turkey. And then I cooked it, or I heated it up in the microwave for a little bit. And then I sliced it into squares, you know, so he could pick it up at it. But then I also was like, well, what do you put on a turkey sandwich? Obviously, he's not going to do anything with bread. But what else do you put on a turkey sandwich? And so I took out the mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup. And I made little, <laughs> like, little spots on the plate. Not on the meat, but just yeah, little it spots. Wasn't, so it, he was could, like, it was like little dipping spots. Yeah, just to see if he would even try them. You know, and then I took out a couple pickles out of the pickle jar, like little sliced pickles. Because he's asked for pickles before. And I've laid them over the meat so that he could move them if he didn't want them. And I kind of just put all the things that you would normally put on like a turkey sandwich on his plate. Just so kind of like a deconstructed turkey sandwich. Right, with no bread. (laughs) With no bread. (laughs) Low carb. Low carb. Anyway. Um, he was so used to it when I was pregnant from all my gluten-freeness. Right. And so I put that on the table, and then I, I let him pick out a, a bag of chips. And obviously, I, you know, we don't give them the chips first because otherwise they just eat the chips right. and then they don't eat anything else. So I put the chips on the counter, and I was letting him eat his turkey. And I was actually surprised. So he doesn't like mayonnaise, but he did try it. Yeah, you didn't know. he say no thank you? Yeah, he stuck his finger in it, and he tried it. Um, didn't like that. He does like mustard. He cleaned that up. And he ate probably half the ketchup that I gave him, which is... <laughs> but he just... He, what he does, he just sticks his finger in it like me. He just checks uh, it out, you know. Yeah. I don't think he's quite got the dipping the... the I don't meat. think he likes stuff on his meat, though. And so, maybe that, Because yeah. he, like, wipes it off if it's on right. it, and then, like, he'll lick it off his hand and right. then eat the meat, so... And so, but... But I, I... See, you know what that reminds me of? Is Big Daddy when he's, like, just, just downing the ketchup... <laughs> 
He's like, what do you want to eat? Ketchup? I, okay. You know, I just look at it as, hey, at least he's trying new things and yeah. getting more flavors. And yeah. Part of me wonders now if I, like, put the cheese and maybe a very thin layer of mustard and ketchup in the meat and then cut it up so that it was in there already. Yeah, we could definitely try that. Odin, see, Odin with, Odin's a big bread person. I think that's his problem is he likes everything melted with cheese in it. Mm. Um. So that's how that's how he gets his his deli meats, is with cheese melted in it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that he doesn't approve cheese on is his hot dogs, <laughs> and he's not even a big fan of those. Yeah. So Xander's the hot dog. Xander's Odin's, Odin's my hot dog. my cheese man. Like, I'm surprised that he poops once a day. Yeah. Cheese. And he'll he'll whatever you put it on. You like you can't just melt cheese on something and then give it to him. And hope he'll eat it because he'll just pick the cheese uh-huh. off of it. Mm-hmm. That's why usually, like, if I make him like, and we call them these, uh, they're they're, uh, I, at least I call them a hobo grilled cheese. It's a cheese sandwich. <laughs> it's just where you stick it in the microwave for like thirty seconds and melt the cheese in the bread instead of having like it on the pan to melt it. You know, with with no butter, so it's a little it's a little less bad. Fat, yeah, I was gonna I say. I think the advantage is there's no butter, so. Yeah, and I, I, I guess I call them hobo grilled cheeses, but... Um, I don't know. I used to do that as when I was a kid. I a used to eat snack. weird eggs as a kid, so... Yeah, a quick snack, throw a piece of cheese between some bread or some shredded cheese and nuke it for 20 seconds. You see, when I was a kid, I would do cheese sandwiches, but I wouldn't melt the cheese. I'd put, yes, don't you give me that cringe. I know you're about to give me the Miracle Whip. In between some, you know, white pieces of bread. Miracle Whip just tastes like sour mayonnaise. No, it doesn't. It tastes zangy. <laughs> like it's mayonnaise zangy. that's gone Do you bad. know how long it's been since I've had Miracle Whip? I know, I converted you. No, it's just, I don't care enough <laughs> to buy two separate jars when I don't eat that much anyways. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, that's how Odin likes his. Is I And I have to make sure that it's nice and melted in the bread or he won't eat the bread. Because, like, he likes quesadillas, but the only reason he likes quesadillas is because the cheese. the cheese won't melt into the tortilla so he can pick the cheese off mm-hmm. easier. So he doesn't get those very often. Yeah. And so what I do, though, with stuff like that is I chop them into small pieces so it's hard for them to get. So I'll take, like, with a quesadilla, I'd take uh, the pizza slicer. And chop it into small pieces so it's harder for them to chop it or pull it apart. And so then it's, he'll just eat it. So, like, yep. um, over the weekend, Sarah bought these little pizza bagels. Yeah. And I, I gave them – the, and they're not very big. But, no, they're just – Right. And so I gave them four on a plate, and he took one, and he pulled the cheese off of it. And then he left the bread. Yeah, of course he did. And so what I did with the next one – or I took the ones he had and I chopped them into fours so they were just little bite-sized pieces. And then he wouldn't pull the cheese and stuff off. He just put it in his mouth and eat it. And I was like, there See, you go. I just think this child doesn't like to take bites. I think he's a lazy kid. He's <laughs> like, why would I take bites when you can cut it into pieces that'll just fit in my mouth? You know what? I will chop his meals until I can't use him, my arms anymore. <laughs> as long that'll as get him food. to eat crap. So I know. He's you. been struggling with wanting to eat lately. Like, ugh. oh man, I wit, I like, I honestly, I, I really, I, I know I was teasing, but I think I am gonna try those kale chips to see if he'll eat them, because they were pretty good and they had different flavors, but yeah. 
just something, man. But I do. I think that kid's pretty lazy because if you think about it, anything he eats is bite size. Like he likes oranges, but he'll tear them apart. Mm-hmm. He likes um, cheese Cheetos, Cheetos, and they're all bite size. Mm-hmm. Um, noodles, bite size. He's like I don't know, man. He, he got a thing of noodles, and he. It's funny watch him because you know people spin him up on their fork and then they put it in the. He pulls a, a scoop aside, grabs the whole handful, and you know. Mouthfuls it. Right. And he's walking around with like. It's like, hanging out and he just scoops it in. And... Well, I think it's funny because now the dog chases him when he does that. Like, you gonna <laughs> drop any? You gonna drop any? Dog Come on, bite. Bite it down. Bite it down. You know, and we try not to have him being a, a grazer. But uh, sometimes it just yeah. it just happens. It's one of those things we're working on that we're always working on is him sitting and eating. And it's not. the consistency problem that I have, at least when it comes to meal times, because everything else I seem to be okay consistency wise. Like I can keep it up enough, you know, mm-hmm. like with potty training and whatnot. But food, I don't know why. Like just sitting, making him sit. Well, it's because we don't, as a family, sit. And have a meal like we well, just kind of all, all the therapies eat. and stuff. Right. There's and, no right, and that's what I was just about to say. And it's not that we don't want to or we wouldn't. It's that there's things going on around dinner time. One of the kids is having therapy, or they won't eat what Sarah prepared for me and her anyway. So yeah. they'll just eat what she's gonna make them, and then me and Sarah will sit down and have dinner when I get home, kind of. Thing. Yeah, but you know. Maybe it'll change in a couple of years, but hopefully, that'll be hopefully, nice. yeah, we'll just pin them in a corner. Um, all right, moving on from food. Um, do you wanna? So one of the other things we like to talk about is, um, it's a it's a section that we call "Why didn't I think of that?" Um, different, and it's kind of self-explanatory. You know, when you have conversations with people about various things, you and or how. They handle a situation where you've probably heard it. You know, it's like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. That's a good idea, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And so this week, I think it's yours to handle. It is. So there are these sensory beads that um, they're called, what is it, Marvel beads? Is that what it is? I think they're just called sensory beads. They're sensory beads. Um, But... uh, Marvel beads. yeah, Yeah, Marvel beads. So they come in... Anyways, all it is is there are little beads that you like throw like in a bathtub or in a sensory bin, and then they swell up with the water. And your kids can play with those, but not like get like their hands all soaked wet. But it gives them that sensation, of you know, water. of water. And I just I remember I remembered these because I was obviously surfing through my Facebook and I saw these and I was like, oh, when Odin was in. Um, Oh, my brain just farted out. Um, early intervention. They had a ton of these kind of like sensory beats. And I was like, oh, those would be so much fun for baby because he just, and then even Odin, you know, because he's got those, you know, you pick it up and then you hear it splash and stuff. And, you know, they're non-toxic and they're, they're just, they're, they're a lot of fun, even for an adult. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like fun to put your hands through and like just feel, because it's, it's a fun sensation, you know, and it's, it's good for kids with autism or any kind of sensory issue to have toys that will push their boundaries. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them, you know, because it's, it's a weird feeling, you know, your hands feel wet and you have these round balls in your hands and 
or it, maybe not even necessarily pushing their boundaries, but some kids they just like to play with water, and it allows them to get that sensation without maybe making a giant mess. Make yeah, having less actual water to make a mess with, and so they can sit and play with that. Yeah, yeah, it's just out. yeah. I just I. I just, when I ran across it, I was like, oh, yeah, those were so amazing. Like, I loved those when they would bring them for Odin to play with. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about it, like, with with Xander and stuff, I bet Xander would just love to play with stuff like that. And, you know, they do come in different sizes and whatnot. And, you know, you can get the smaller ones or the bigger ones or, you know, whatever you want. But most of the time you can find them on Amazon for pretty cheap. But uh, Yeah, and the ones I've seen, they'd say they're reusable and everything. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just, when I saw those, I was like, I think everybody should, like, have some kind of toy like that in their house. Like, why didn't I think about having this before, mm -hmm. you know? Because we, we did do the kinetic sand for a while, but that um, that just got messy and everywhere. and It was in everywhere, down like downstairs where the kids play. It was... And even if you put, like, a tarp or a blanket down, it still ended up getting everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I was just, you know, like I said, when I ran across these, I was like, oh, right, because, you know, it's a little less of a mess. I mean, obviously, they're beads, and they can throw them around and stuff, but that's still a little less annoying than sand. But that was my my yeah. thing for the week. And, uh, and like I said, and we, as well, always, we'll provide a link for, mm -hmm. you know, in, like, a link to Amazon or something. Yeah, in the show notes. Yeah. So right. um, what's, our, what's our next hoo-ha? Hoo-ha. I like saying hoo-ha. And so, uh, one of the other things we like to talk about is um, something or a situation we thought differently about because of autism, or I guess in this, well, maybe not this case, but just special needs in general. Um, sometimes that covers all, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, and Just something we thought of differently on, because we have special right, needs kids. Right, our, yeah. And so... And uh, in my down, I kind of started getting off track into this subject. Yeah, so let's, um, and let's she kind of corrected me. But uh, often, when I'm having conversations about our situation, our home, our kids, and my health, um, kind of like you know how I talked about, I wish I could be let come across as it being less down when I'm not down about it but I hear a lot as well you know I couldn't handle that or I couldn't do that or I don't know how you do that you know how you can handle that kind of stuff and I just don't get it really I mean and I guess I understand because when I was younger even I probably would have said the same thing but yeah I feel like some you just you do what you do you like yeah yeah I don't know. Uh well first let's explain it's most of what we're talking about is you know when people say I don't know how you guys do that or I couldn't do that or I would never have thought of that you know or I don't know how I would do in that kind of situation and it's like for me it's like well of course you don't because you're not in that situation i wouldn't know what i would be doing in your situation you know if i had four typical kids or two typical kids or any other kind of kid with special needs or you know it's like of course you don't know um saying that you don't think you could do it is just belittling yourself a little bit 
because you're saying that you don't think you would be doing all that you could for your kids, which of course you would. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time when people are saying that to you, it's, you know, they have situations and stuff of their own where it's like, you know, of course you don't know how you would react. But at the same time, you would be doing the best you could for your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's someone that I know for a fact is a good parent, you know. Um, well, sometimes I feel like... And I don't mean it as like judgmental as negative judgmental, but it's almost like they're judging your situation is worse than, or you're saying this is worse than this, or you know X is white worse than Z. When yeah. I honestly I just feel like it depends on the person because I've had you know people around me go through I don't know, like divorces and stuff, and I'm I just think, man, that would be a nightmare. I don't that would be hard. I don't know how I deal with that. You know what I mean? But and then it's like they turn around and look at me and say the same thing about my health, pro- you know, situation. Yeah, it's, just, it's like it's such a weird situation. Yeah, like I've had I had um, someone I knew had a child die and they did the same thing where they turned around. Well, I don't know how you would deal with that situation. I'm like, I don't even know how you're walking. Like, I don't you know, it's like and it's so weird because you're having the same you're Reaction. doing the same thing. Yeah, right? and it's like, and then you stop and you're like, oh, wait, you know, of course I don't know how you would be doing or how I would be right, doing. Right, because you're not in that situation. Exactly, and, so, and it's like, it's just, it's so mind-boggling when it's like, you get people like that where you're just like, like it's, you know, like you said, you're versing this versus this, and it's like, oh my goodness, you know. And so for me, I think it kind of came down to, I found a quote one time that I, I had... Um, and I don't even remember the exact wording now, but it's was it a, the one from? It comes along the lines of, you know, and it's kind of the idea is you know special needs parenting is exactly the same as every other kind of parenting. You know, it has its own challenges and struggles, but so does everything. Like so does every other kid. They all have their own challenges and struggles, and who am I to say? what's worse than the other thing you know what i mean exactly i obviously we have our own challenges and we deal with those challenges because that's what we have exactly and so the option is either you know shut down and you know ignore things and get sick or you know don't interact with my kids or what i don't know what those that would be but it's either you walk away or you deal with it you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, see, and I guess for me, see, because I've, I've, I've had before, you know, where someone's like, oh, I just don't know how you deal with that. And you just don't, you know, like, I'm done. And it's like, I guess when that was first said to me, I was like, how is that even an option? Like, right. I never thought that was an option, you know, is to just be like, oh, I'm done. Right, you know, and I'm not, I'm not judging anybody who who maybe didn't have the mindset or the capability of, of staying in a situation, you know? I, I don't know anybody's mindset. I don't know anybody's thought process or raising or anything like that. But I'm just saying when it was said to me, I was just like, what other option did I have, honestly? You know, like, like shutting down wasn't going to do anything. Um, you know, at, at not going to work when I did wasn't going to do anything. Um, you know, just not helping my child at all is not going to help. Right. So, you know, if I want anything to get better, I can't just 
not do anything, you know? Like, that never occurred to me that that was even an option, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and I guess for me, like, because me and you have talked about it before, mm -hmm. a lot, the, the idea of if you knew that you were going to have autistic children, would you still have them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think the only thing that I would have changed, and it's hard, it's with the perspective that I have now, but it's like, the only thing I would have changed is I probably would have waited to have kids. We were, probably wouldn't have had them as young as we did. Um, but that being said, I probably wouldn't have grown up as much as I did without having kids. And so it probably wouldn't have been, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, and it's, it's all with that kind of perspective because it wasn't just you, you know. I've, I've had conversations with other people where, you know, it is kind of a weird subject to bring up to somebody, but they were like, you know, if you knew this, would you have still gone through with it? Well, of course I would have. Mm -hmm. I, for me personally, I always wanted children. I always wanted kids. I didn't care, you know, um, knowing that they were special needs would have been easier to know sooner so that I would have known what to do for them earlier versus having to just figure it out on the fly, mm -hmm. you know, um, that would have been nicer. Yes. Having them later would have been nicer too, but I still would have wanted the two that we have. Right. I wouldn't have, you know, wanted right. to switch it up, but you know, yeah, maybe having them later would have been nicer, but at the same time, that's still hindsight. You have no idea how exactly. we would have been now. And that's versus, what I mean is yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have grown up as much as I did. And so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. You know what I mean? Because for me, <laughs> I don't even want to have this conversation now because not the one we're having. Obviously, I brought it up for a reason. Right. But I mean, um, I, I don't like talking about myself or like tooting my own horn, I guess. But uh, I've been told, and obviously I'm getting older now, but I had been told a few times that like, man, you act so adult or so grown up and mature for your age. And it's like, yeah, now I'm 30 years old. So of course I do. But, uh, I, I guess I look at it as, you know, peers that are my age and decisions they make not to judge their decisions, but uh, it's, I definitely wouldn't have made that decision, but I probably would have, you know, when I was younger, kind of thing does that make sense Maybe. yeah and i don't mean it as to sound like oh i'm superior or anything like no, that that's not why I was, at all. I was getting a little like oh i don't want to have this conversation it's just that no i just i guess for for me it's just the way that things fell for us and our marriage and our situation is it's just it kind of shaped the way that we looked at things versus other people you mm -hmm. know um like uh we were pretty we were pretty broke early on, but that's, you know, that's what happens when you get married at 18. And <sighs> when we would be in a situation where we wouldn't be broke, then the medical bills started coming. Exactly. So it's, we never had a time where, you know, at a young age, because like I said, we got married at 18, um, where we didn't have like a medical bill or... Um, oh yeah, it always seemed like we had. We always medical had bill. medical bills because for a long time we weren't quite sure what my panic attacks were. Um, so, but it was that you know, it was just we always we always had to be responsible because we didn't really have another choice. We had to start paying rent. 
We had to make sure we had insurance. We had to make sure we had cars to drive to our jobs. We had to make sure that we had money for groceries, not that we really cooked that young, or to go out to eat. Um, you know, because as much as we just, we didn't see anybody bailing us out, you know, it, you know, it was the decisions we had made, you know, um, I was just about to go on to a tangent, but I'm looking at the time and whatever, I won't take long. So when you're talking about groceries, it just made me laugh because I was thinking about how, um, We'd go spend two hundred dollars on a week or two weeks. I don't even remember on groceries at the grocery store, thinking, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be our groceries for the two weeks." Oh yeah, and then they just go rotten. And we'd be throwing stuff out because it'd spoil. Because we'd be going out as well, you know. Yeah, that was just uh, not being very smart teenagers. Right. Who well, I, I I guess I look at it though as it's good because we got our fast food and eating out out while we could before now that it's hard to yeah go before to before Odin flipped the switch <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but you know but I guess back to our main thing is it's just I guess for me it's just with people saying that and stuff I've chosen not to it's not to judge people on any kind of situation they're in because I don't know how I would handle it because most people don't know how I handle my situation. You know, like you have that screaming kid in the, the grocery store, meh, let him scream if it's going to make him tired and you get a nap later, <laughs> you know, or um, I, that lady who just looks like she's just completely worn down or, you know, it's like, you just don't know what they're going through. You know, I, I, I tr- like, we're all human and we judge on first impressions. We just do. It's a snap judgment. Everybody does it. But that doesn't mean that that has to be the judgment you stick with. And I, yeah, and I've noticed that's one thing I definitely do more is I try to understand where somebody's coming from a lot more. Whereas before I might have taken something at face value and responded. At face value. Right. Yeah, I know. I used to. I right. mean, I just, I think it's. Everybody does until they, they either learn not to or they continue to, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's judgmental people out there and they can all go screw themselves. <laughs> Sorry. Not, not PG there. I'm getting kind of quotey today, but I also read another quote somewhere. And I, I wish I knew where I got these from. Maybe I'll find them and quote them properly in the notes. But another quote that said that uh, everybody would love everyone if you knew their story you'd love everybody if you knew their story and i honestly i feel like that's probably very true if i knew exactly what you were dealing with you know or what you've dealt with or what you've dealt with you know what why are you angry and why are you know what i mean i i just for me like when we're at the park and there's parents there and you know they might give it me you know, snotty looks or something because my kid's doing something weird. Like something. drinking the chlorine water. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, I, I don't know, like why, why would, how am I going to say this without sounding like a jerk? Why, just I try to it. understand that, why you would look at me that way. Like, do you think I don't care? You know, kind of thing. Well, I think most people just don't think that they're being noticed when they're like that, you know. Mm. It's, they're in their own little world, which most of the time it's just like, eh, you know, your your judgment isn't affecting me because I don't really care, you know. Um, so, like, 
And that's another thing, too, is, you know, when you are being judged and you know for a fact you are, like, I just don't care anymore. Mm. You know, and I know that's something that, that having a special needs kid in general has taught me is I just don't care. You're wasting your energy. You're not making me waste any of mine. I don't, I don't care. You stay thinking the way you want to think. I'm not going to change your mind, especially most of the time when it's those kind of people. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to change your mind, so I'm not. I'm not going to waste my time on you. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, you know. Um, if you happen to approach me with uh, a topic I I disagree with you on, then yes, I will have a conversation with you. Unless you're being ignorant, then I might yell at you. Well, that that's kind of one of the other things is I feel I feel like people don't ask questions sometimes because they are afraid of offending. Yeah, it's like, I'd rather you ask me. I'm, oh, yeah, for sure. I would much rather you ask me a question and get my opinion than not ask and not know. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's like if you... I would rather you not live in ignorance because you're too afraid to ask me a question. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I've heard all kinds of crap at this point. It's like, you, honestly, you probably wouldn't offend me. Or I've even had, you know, like family members, their kids start asking questions about... Why our kids don't, don't want to play, with, play them. with them or that are ignoring them. and It's like they're not really ignoring you, bud. And so I try to explain, you know, autism to a young, you know, young boy in a way that they'll understand. And I'm having a hard time with it. And I think they thought I was getting upset about it. And it was, if anything, I was getting upset that I was having a hard time finding the words to explain in a way that this, you know, boy would get it. And then they apologized immediately, like, oh, I'm sorry if they, that, they were offending you. And it's like, not at all. You know, I, was, I would rather explain it to, you know what I mean? Well, and, and with explaining to small children or kids in general, it's just you have to kind of think on their level. Like, when you were a kid, like, what would be the best way to explain it to me when I was a kid? Like, how would I understand this? You know, and it's like, like, uh, you know, his... You know how you love cars and this, and you love playing video games? Well, this is what Odin loves to do, because it gives him the same happiness that your video games give him. You know, and he's not ignoring you. He just doesn't, if he's not looking at you, he doesn't really hear you. Because everything else is so loud. Yeah, because everything else is so loud to him. It's like, you know, if you put headphones on and all you can hear is the music, but you can see someone talking in front of you. But you know that they're talking, but you can't hear them. And it's like, yeah. Well, that's how Odin hears everybody all the time. And unless he's really looking at you and really paying attention, he doesn't hear you. You know, at least that's how I've explained it to other kids before. Mm -hmm. He's not being rude. He doesn't really hear you. He doesn't. He doesn't understand, like, because everything is so, he can hear everything, you know, and it's just, it's so loud for him, you know, and that, at least that's one way I've, I've explained Odin before to kids where it's like, you know, with the headphones and you can see someone's talking, but you can't hear them talking, uh-huh. you know, um, so at least that's, like I said, I, I've had a lot of thought about that, I guess. Yeah. And if you want to go into any more detail or have any further questions or any, you want to, respond to anything we've said you know feel free to write us in i'll leave the email at the end of the show um Um, okay i guess we can move on from that heavy topic we're getting a little long now so as like last week we're going to kind of rush through our outside of parenting thing 
Okay. Because um, we believe that it's important. Um, well, we've been taught recently <laughs> yeah. that it's important to also make sure you get your you time, time for yourself and to do something that a you reset. enjoy. You know, outside of being a parent, just something that's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my father-in-law taught us, well, my in-laws, I should say, taught us recently that that's a, an important thing. Yeah. And so we wanted to put a section on here every week. To, just for that. Talks about our thing we're doing outside of parenting. So why don't you go ahead and start us off? Um, my thing I am excited about outside of parenting is um, I am going to get into some blanket making. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go into too much detail because a specific person I know listens to this and it's part of a specific something. Um, wow. Yeah, I totally just Johnson that. No, I was thinking more along the lines of could you have been any more obvious? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but... Uh, my one aunt is going to help me start, or my mom, too, is going to help me start getting back into crocheting because my grandma had taught me when I was really little. And I kind of remember, but kind of don't. Um, so they're going to help me with that. And then uh, I'm going to be making a few other kinds of blankets and whatnot just for shits and giggles. Uh, oh, ooh, I shouldn't have swore. Sorry, it's PG show for, for giggles. I apologize for the swear. Um, but, yeah, and then... Uh, Oh, Xander goes back to school tomorrow, so I'll be getting naps more frequently. So you'll be getting your your you time. My me t- my my nap time. Every Let's day. be honest, it's uh, my nap time. Hey, hey, if you get time to take a nap, take a nap. I would, I would if I could. Yeah, that and more fallout. <laughs> so, so uh, you, what's your? For me, um, I don't know. For those who don't know, me and Sarah used to bowl quite a bit before kids. Yes, and even we did. a little bit after Odin was born. Yeah, but he was way too hyper for It that. just got too much at the bowling alley. And then, like... Once we started realizing he was autistic, it right. was a lot of sensory overload for him. Yeah, well, because obviously there was a... When we'd go to league night, there was always kids running around, and so we were just like, oh, yeah, no problem, you know. But then it was around the time we started realizing, oh, Odin's not quite typical. He's not wanting to do, you know, those things, and... The escape started early. Yeah, and so it just was too much to try and handle him and play at the same time. And so we just kind of stopped doing Well, and then it became just a me thing that I would do with my father-in-law. And then you had surgery. And then I had surgeries, and it just kind of fell out. And then also it's kind of, it gets kind of expensive when, you have to, when you're bowling on league and you bowl every night or every week, and then it's like you know this much a week times four weeks a month. And then you're committing like to 36 weeks. weeks or something like that. I didn't think it was. Th- I thought it was like the, 16. The winter leagues, I think. I, your, father, your dad said that I think they're down to 30 now or 28 oh. or something like that. Okay. But summer leagues only like 15 or 20 or something like that. Anyway. Weeks. And so, yeah. So, it's you're committing this amount of money. And that becomes a lot of money when you, know, you don't tight. have. You barely have enough to, you know, buy gas to get to work kind of thing yeah and so it kind of just fell out of as a thing that i would do um but and then after you know i had my chest surgery and then i had my neck surgery and i just kind of was getting uh hankering for it again so i asked my father-in-law if we could go bowling and we went bowling on sunday 
And I was a little nervous about throwing the ball because I have a 16-pound ball, you know, with my chest surgery. I haven't ever thrown things like that. And sometimes, like, I'll pick up some things and I don't have a problem, but then certain things are just a little awkward, you know. And it just, I can feel my chest muscles just pulling and it just hurts a lot. And so I was kind of nervous about throwing the ball. Um, and, but... I was able to bowl three games. I didn't bowl too terribly. Are you sure? Because, uh, you know, you beat my dad all three games, which he wants a rematch. And uh, everything felt good. Uh, the only pain I actually had was in my hand and my forearm, which is completely normal. Yeah. You know, you got your little callus coming back. Right. Um, I tore a blister on my thumb, which, again, is completely normal. That's just stuff that happens when you bowl games like that. That, you know. Yeah. Fast and often. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, so that was exciting for me. I'm looking to get back into bowling and hopefully I can do that again. Soon. It, yeah. The only issue I have with leagues at this point is that um, so, like, I get off at 4.30 and then the league doesn't start till I think he said 7. Yeah. And so it's like I have, you know, several hours to kill between league and, um, work but it's too far to come back home so it's like what do i do with that time yeah you know what i mean exactly and you don't have anybody to really hang out with up there anymore right and so it's kind of it might be a a hard one to swing but for sure we're, we're probably going to go bowling on sundays for a little while and get back into that because sunday night before one or sunday before one it's like dollar games instead of three dollar games or whatever it costs normally i don't remember yeah but uh cool beans but yeah so that's my outside of parenting you're gonna be go go bowling again maybe yeah. you'll eventually get that 300 <laughs> all right well any other thoughts or are we out for the week i think that's it for me it's kind of our longer show i know um, i went on a rant yeah try and keep it under around 40 minutes but i i figure if we're under an hour for once a week that's not too bad so but anyway um if you'd like to contact the show and you can email us by emailing parentally challenged podcast at gmail.com um you can send us anything you can tell us how much bad we are or how horrible you know parents we are or if you have any questions or anything like that feel free to write in um or just I don't know anything. We're open to conversation. I guess. <laughs> I guess. All right. Um, um, or you can also check out the, our website, which there's not a whole lot there, but it, you can find different ways to subscribe to the show or find the show notes if you're looking for links to the things we talk about. Um, and you can find that at parentallychallengedpodcast.wordpress.com. And then, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at the underscore SB. And you can follow Sarah at Cartman5000. And I think that'll do it for this week. Okay, bye!